welcome to Device Week, the weekly podcast from MedTech Insight. I'm editor Reed Miller. With me today is our UK-based reporter, Barnaby Pickering. So Barnaby, this week you published a market intelligence story about robotically assisted surgical devices. What can you tell us about that? Sure. So in short, according to a new report by MedDeviceTracker, the market for robotically assisted surgery or RAS systems is expected to grow from around about $5.6 billion in 2020 to approximately $11.5 billion by 2025. This is a compound annual growth rate of 15.7%, making it one of the fastest growing medtech sectors. So what is driving all this growth? Uh, A number of factors. Um, Similar to nearly every other medtech market, a growing and aging population is driving device sales. As you get older, you are more likely to need surgery and are therefore more likely to need robotically assisted surgery. Also, the robots themselves are getting better and cheaper. For years, Intuitive's Da Vinci was the only major robot on the market, but it costs huge amounts of money. Since then, competitors such as CMR Surgical and Distal Motion have released their own systems. Their systems, the Versius and Dexter, respectively, cost far less than a Da Vinci and are also capable of performing some complex surgeries. Currently, about 10% of surgery uses robots, but this is expected to increase as manufacturers find additional applications. The cost savings also allow hospitals to gain some of the benefits of RAS as well as lower surgeon fatigue and faster recovery time for patients without having to make upfront capital purchases. Moving forward, some competitors are even trying to offer a pay per procedure model where a hospital pays the manufacturer for each surgery performed with its system. This creates a uniform billing process which helps smaller hospitals balance the books. Another huge driver is reimbursement. In the US, RAS is categorized as robotically assisted, minimally invasive surgery. As a result, any insurance that covers minimally invasive surgery also covers RAS procedures, including Medicare. And reimbursement is similarly strong in some European markets too, as hospitals realize that RAS offers faster recovery times and ultimately lower costs to them. Okay, so what are the factors that are kind of limiting growth right now? So the most significant limiter to the market is simply the cost. The kind of high upfront expense combined with expensive instrumentation and ongoing maintenance costs means that RAS is typically more expensive than conventional surgery upfront. The second limiter is the lack of literature showing that RAS has superior patient outcomes. Many manufacturers state that patients recover faster following RAS, but there is no difference between RAS recovery time and minimally invasive surgery recovery time, assuming the RAS is minimally invasive, of course. To justify higher upfront costs, healthcare providers need to see improved patient outcomes or secondary cost savings, which just haven't been shown as of yet. Okay, so how is the market gonna change over the next couple of years? The biggest change will come in the form of device releases. In 2022, we are expecting the release of Medtronic's Hugo in the US. In 2023, Vicarious Surgical is due to release its system, which is currently unnamed. In 2024, J&J is hoping to release its Otava platform. And in 2025, Titan Medical is expecting to release its Enos robot. 
All of these releases will increase the use range of RAS systems, but will also provide strong competition to Intuitive. This could create a pricing war where manufacturers with overlap in terms of the use scenarios of their robots drive down costs to attract buyers. All right, well, thanks for that. That is a great market update. That's all right. We'll have a lot more on this market coming in the next few months, I'm sure. So, Reid, we've also covered a few interesting startup financings lately. Uh, what can you tell us about those? Yeah, that's right. We seem to be seeing a lot of those. So last week, a company called Echo, which is spelled E-X-O, landed $220 million in a Series C, which is very large for a medtech financing. And we've written about Echo before. They're one of the companies pioneering handheld portable ultrasound. So Echo's ambition is to democratize ultrasound by bringing the cost down to in the about $1,000 to $2,000 range. Current uh, ultrasound machines, you know, cost forty to fifty thousand dollars. So they want to make ultrasound technology available to emergency physicians and technicians, perhaps even EMTs. Now, the key to that development is the silicon chip-based ultrasound technology. So that's really taken off during COVID, hasn't it? Yeah, that's right. So the value of being able to image a patient's lungs at the bedside proved to be a very handy uh, way to image somebody during COVID. Um, and we've talked to a couple different developers about that. But there are lots of potential applications for this, especially in emergency medicine. Uh, other players getting into this handheld ultrasound market uh, are Butterfly Network. We've, we've written about them and their uh, IPO. Siemens Healthcare, GE Healthcare, Philips Healthcare, CG Medical, and Clarius. So that's definitely where ultrasound is headed. As you can see, a lot of the bigger players are getting into it as well, some smaller innovative companies. I should uh, point out to our readers that we also have a partnership with Omdia, and they have an ultrasound intelligence service. Uh, so readers can follow Medtech Insight for regular updates on the ultrasound market that we get from Omdia. So look for that. So there's a lot going on there. Are there any more big financings on the radar? Yeah, so our readers want, want to check out our VC tracker, and we also have an M&A tracker, which we keep uh, a running list of all the deals that we learn about whether they're big or small. Um, but one I want to mention that we're going to write more about is the $43 million Series B funding for a company called Clearly, C-L-E-E-R-L-Y. Clearly was founded by Dr. James Min, and he is one of the leading physician researchers in the field of computed tomography and geography to image coronary disease. He's done a ton of work on coronary calcium imaging in particular. Most recently, he was at uh, Cornell in New York, but a couple of years ago, he decided to get out of academia so he could apply some of this uh, advanced artificial intelligence to the CT images and perform deep coronary phenotyping and really bring that uh, to eventually, hopefully, mass screening. Their goal is that they hope they can eventually find coronary disease before it causes any symptoms or problems. Right now, um, you know, we're we're mostly just waiting for somebody to have angina or actually have a heart attack or just kind of hoping to use these kind of inexact markers like cholesterol just to figure out who's at high risk. And that's obviously great progress from, you know, 50 years ago when people would just drop dead and we wouldn't even know why. But he believes that we could actually uh, eventually get to the point where we're screening everybody and we're finding uh, vascular disease, coronary disease long before it causes a problem. That's impressive. There's been an explosion of companies applying AI to imaging, and that's a good example of how it could make a big difference in preventing disease. 
You can read the market intel on RAS and our coverage of major financings and a lot of medtech startups at medtechinsight.com. Right now, we also have a lot of regulatory news, including our monthly roundups for regulatory news, the latest on COVID-19 testing guidances from Europe and the US, and a lot more. You can find us on Twitter at medtech underscore insight. I'm at medtech Barney, and Reed is at medtech Reed with two E's. Device Week and all the podcasts from Informa Pharma Intelligence are available on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and most other podcast platforms. Thanks, and have a great week.